0: regular podcast of e-Sharp magazine. Go to eSharp.eu for free access to all the podcasts to date. This is Paul Adamson and I'm in conversation with Kaya Teil. Kaya Teil is the permanent representative of Estonia to the European Union. Uh, Kaya, here we're here to talk about obviously the priorities and the objectives of the Estonian presidency which lasts until the end of 2017. But before we do that, Kaya, I'd like to know... Uh, how much of a challenge was it for the Estonian government and people like yourself to take over this presidency six months earlier, of course, because the UK gave up its uh, its right almost to have its own presidency? How much of a challenge was it to take over six months earlier than planned?
1: Well, um, I would use the word, it was a shock. A shock. Uh, apart from being a challenge, obviously. But uh, the thing is that, um, uh, first of all, the whole Brexit issue of course came as a shock to, uh, to the Estonian people, we have always thought that uh, the UK was, uh, was a very strong ally in uh, many issues where we shared our, our basic positions and obviously anybody is sad to see the UK leaving, unfortunately this is the fact of life by now and we are all getting used to this. And so, of course, Australia also got used to this presidency being jump-started. And uh, although we are planners, and we hate how our plans interrupted, but uh, as for the real challenge, uh, after this initial shock, uh, it turned out to be easier than uh, than we were afraid of. We really were quite well prepared already. I, in the end, sensed uh, some relief uh, among my uh, colleagues, saying that, well, at least it will also be over sooner, and uh, we had prepared for such a long time that, uh, that um, it's uh, it felt good to um, get our hands on it. Okay,
0: well, obviously Estonia joined the European Union in, in 2004. Um, I think this is the first time Estonia has held the EU presidency, so I'm, I'm sure that you want to. Put your stamp on it, the Estonian government as a whole. Having said that, what are the, frankly, not so much the limitations, but the constraints of anybody holding the presidency? To what extent, basically, do you have to sort of inherit the work program of your predecessor, in this case, Malta? And by extension, how much room for maneuver do you have to put your own particular uh, flavor and uh, identity on on a presidency
1: program? Well, it is very much uh, a continuous work uh, of the European Union. Otherwise, I mean, we wouldn't have anything but uh, hikes and downs during the the life cycle of the Commission. And uh, and this, of course, uh, couldn't be tolerated or allowed in in any way. So we do take over the legislative issues put on the table. But there is an opportunity for every presidency when they are clever and start the, week, uh, uh, the work early uh, to try to influence the Commission um, as for the uh, files put on the table. And this is something which Estonia also has done. We have been focusing very much on the digital side of things and uh, by now I'm, uh, I'm happy to say that uh, uh, since last week we actually have uh, almost everything to work with, which we wanted to work with, so actually we have increased increased uh, our our workload for ourselves, but well, this is Estonians for you, we work, 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 that's the slogan uh, okay, for Okay, so before we come
0: to the specifics of, of some of your key uh, objectives, uh, Kaya, um but to what extent, I've been watching obviously EU presidencies for quite some decades now, and I think that the, the trap that many EU presidencies fall into, frankly, is that they it becomes a kind of a Christmas tree for there's a fear of, 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 of annoying or irritating particular uh, sexual interest or whatever, and therefore this temptation is the, for it to become a bit of a Christmas tree where everything is put on it and uh, nothing in the end becomes a priority. Are you trying to avoid falling into that kind of trap?
1: Yes, I think we have succeeded with this, actually. So... Uh, the Estonian priorities are really uh, very natural and building on, uh, on the same things which, uh, which have been uh, the challenges for all of us for quite a while. So it's the single market, it's migration issues, it's uh, sustainable environment. And then on top of this uh, we did add a special title of the digital development on the other hand, we actually see this digital aspect as uh, something which is uh, really running through all the topics and, and, and files on the table, so it's not a goal in itself, it's just the way of life as we see it.
0: Well, let's, let's talk then about some of the specifics. Obviously, you've been quite pragmatically uh, about what is achievable in the six months of any presence, including your own. So what are, what are your maybe core
1: objectives, core priorities uh, until between now and the end of the year? Well, um, when we were talking about uh, the challenges on uh, trying to contain this uh, latest migration wave, uh, we were very, very clear from, uh, from the beginning that uh, our brand in this work will be uh, the um, uh, better databases and the interoperability of those databases. So, databases which we use on the border, better protection on, on our borders and uh, out of those databases I could uh, name uh, Schengen information system, CIS. Uh, I could also mention uh, a base called ETIAS that is uh, a base where we try to register uh, nationals so of third countries who uh, don't have a visa obligation but we still would like to track them right on the border. So uh, both of those uh, big legislative files are almost ready to start trilogues with the European Parliament, which means that we are quite close to our objective and uh, obviously this would be our dearest hope that we can really complete it during our presidency. But uh, even more important than those single Databases is the interoperability right. of everything we do in, in in the new technology. So the new databases have already a built-in feature which uh, uh, provides this opportunity, and with the older ones like uh, SIS, we uh, we try to build it in. So this is the key slogan in migration.
0: Okay. Well, in that case, you said that. Um, uh, we all know that Estonia is by far maybe the most digital savvy of all the EU 28 member states. Um, some cynics or just kind of skeptics maybe would say, well it's all very well for Estonia or a relatively small country, 1.4 million, um, there are limitations frankly and, and much bigger hurdles to face when trying to apply some of the the best practice that Estonia is renowned for to, to larger, larger populations, is that a fair comment? Uh,
1: yes it is, and that's why uh, the Estonian government is arranging the sort of get-together for the heads of states and government taking place in Tallinn already next week uh, where we really have the opportunity to talk amongst ourselves uh, in a longer perspective so we try to detach from the actual digital files on the table and uh, try to talk frankly about the challenges which our societies face nowadays. So the Talent Summit will be uh, consisting of two panels, one is the future of the government and the, the other is the future of economy right. and uh, those issues will, will be very much in the centre.
0: Okay. It seems to me, to me also that you have this in effect a, a parallel presidency, a parallel presidency in the sense that you have many events taking place, normally hosted in Tallinn for obvious reasons, your, your capital, including what I would call the outside world. Conferences, seminars, get-togethers.
1: Our strategy has been from the very start to invite people to Tallinn, to see with their own eyes what's possible, and uh, also to show Estonia at its best. So I'm sorry that most of the conferences have fallen into into July or September, which is, <laughs> you know, still tolerable weather in in Tallinn. <laughs>
0: right. I have to ask you also briefly uh, uh, about what's called now. Or refer to as the digital tax. There have been very recent press reports saying that your presidency is going to try and come to some kind of uh, accommodation or, or agreed guidelines for all member states before the end of your presidency. How how optimistic are you that, that the U28 will be able to come to some kind of uh, common agreement on how to approach uh, what's called this
1: digital tax issue? I don't know if it's uh, correct to talk about optimism and pessimism in- this context, uh, it, it really is something which uh, just needs to be tackled, and this is exactly what we're doing. and I'm not going to predict the outcome.
0: Okay, fine, that's fair enough. Uh, I, d- I don't want this to be at all about Brexit. I know you've been on record in the past saying you're adamant as a permanent representative of Estonia not to have Brexit in any way dominate or even hijack or, or disrupt your presidency, uh, but nonetheless, it is, it is there, we can't ignore. Unfortunately Brexit. Uh, for example, uh, when it comes to the European Council, obviously the day-to-day work in, in the sectoral councils will maybe not be uh, so obviously affected by the Brexit uh, discussion led, led by Michel Barnier for the EU. But there are the European Councils the summits of head to state both in October and, and December. And as you know, there's quite a critical uh, deadline looming whereby the EU 2027 20, have to... Tell the UK whether or not sufficient pro- progress, quote unquote, has been made in order to proceed to the so-called uh, next phase. What is your your feeling about whether the October summit or even the uh, December summit will be the best vehicle, or the most appropriate vehicle for that t- decision to be announced?
1: Well, you started off with um, our position that um, uh, this is really not up to the presidency to. Um, even comment on this in in any special way. It's uh, in the hands of the Commission at the moment. Uh, But, uh, of course, I'm not commenting as a presidency, but as um, just a representative of a member state. I can say that uh, at the the moment, we're not confident that uh, the European Council can proclaim this next step. But uh, it's still up to the Brits to come up with, uh, with their proposals, so there is still time.
0: Okay. One well, final question then, Kaya. And it, it is slightly personal. The, 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 the committee that you, that you currently chair as the presidency uh, was called Koropa Two in the jargon of all your fellow ambassadors and permanent representatives. Uh, I think I might be saying there are only six out of the 28 around the table who are women. Um, yourselves obviously, Latvia, Lithuania. Malta, Finland, and Romania—is that correct? Yes, that's haven't right. Haven't left anybody out, and you know, in terms of population, with the exception, obviously, Romania, quite small, uh, quite small countries. Do you find, frankly, that Coropatu, uh, the main ambassadors uh, gathering in the EU context, is a bit of a men's club?
1: Yes, unfortunately, this is really true, and I was shocked to learn that the very first female ambassador only entered Coropatu. Uh, actually, a few years ago, I don't remember right. the exact date, but uh, it was really shockingly late. So it's it's high time for uh, for for the ladies to take over. And, and does it does affect
0: the kind of t- tenor of the discussion having I mean, such a male-dominated uh, committee meeting? No, well,
1: I, this of course is, is far from truth. I mean, mm. uh, I think the the ladies in corporate at the moment are really. Uh, Leaving their mark on, on the discussions, <laughs> and, and of course, the gender issue is not uh, topical for us in any way in Coropa too. But uh, this is a major issue globally speaking. I think that uh, women really should be much better represented in all sorts of bodies. While uh, there are yeah. two genders in the society, and both should have their uh,
0: and you are at least 50% of the population, that's true. Well, we'll have to leave it there, Kayata. i thank you very, very much
1: indeed for your time. Thank you.